I'm Siri Lindley, two-time world champion, author, speaker, animal activist, survivor, and thriver. I have found a way to overcome every challenge and to take the impossible and make it possible. On my podcast, we're going to talk real life. We're going to get vulnerable. We're going to go first. You're not alone in your fears, your doubts, or your worries. The most successful people in the world have them. Stick with me on this journey. I will help you harness your power, claim your magic, and create the life that you dream of. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedhead Chronicles. I am so excited to introduce my next guest, Mr. Brian Bradley, a dear friend of mine, one of the funniest men I know. And he doesn't like a big promo by me. He's going to tell you all about who he is and what his mission is on this planet. But Brian, thank you for being here. I love you. Love you too. Listen, I'm just, I always joke around with people saying, look, I'm just happy to be alive. I could be dead or living in LA. And then of course there might be some people from LA listening. So I apologize in advance. And you know, the stuff that you went through a couple of years ago, you can't even joke about death anymore without people getting upset. So, you know, come on. You know what? You were there for me at probably the darkest time of my life. And I have to say, you always made me laugh. No matter, like you really always made me laugh. So you can still joke about that with me and with my Uh, listeners. No, listen, they they get it. You know, look, I have such a six, I I grew up with, don't get me wrong. When I say I had three sisters, I still have three sisters. Okay, they're amazing. And my brother who might identify as my sister, I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of shit going on. But it's the idea that he's, you know, we grew up with three sisters, so we completely understand 100% women. And when I look at that kind of stuff and I look at what you went through and, and back, like I look at that kind of stuff and say, nobody understands that until you go through it. Like literally no one understands it until you live it. Like I bet before that day, you're going, no, I totally feel for you. Yeah, leukemia, this, blah, 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 the sickness, all that stuff. No idea, folks. It's the same way when people come and see me and go, my back pain is this. Don't tell me that I understand it until my leg went numb on an airplane ride, till I hurt myself doing this. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually becoming one of my own customers. So, you know, you imagine the stories that you could tell to a room full of kids and women and men sitting in a room with a new diagnosis saying, but what if you didn't accept the psychological and emotional sickness. Yeah, I understand the physiological. What if you didn't accept all the bullshit baggage that goes with it and just say, yes, it may take me. Yes, it may give to me. Either way, I'm going to learn from this and the people around me are going to love me more because of it. And you chose to live. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Wow, those are amazing words. And I love that you said that because it's so true. You can't say, I get it, I feel you, I understand, until you've been there. And Brian, tell me, I mean, we met through the amazing Tony Robbins, who, as you know, is my greatest mentor for the last 30 years of my life. But please tell my listeners how you got involved in the work that you're doing now and why you do it in the first place. Okay, this will sound, no, you know what? it. I don't care. God put me in the right place at the right time. And I'm telling you, I was such a closed-minded prick. Like, you know, me to be fun and all that. I always was fun. And you know, the, the Chris Farley mentality is literally how I live my life. 
but I had a mentality that I knew more than everybody else as it relates to the body and healthcare. When in reality, we all understand being around the Robbins world, that's all significance driven. It's all part of your defensive persona, but yet I was mixing that with, let me just get bigger, stronger, and look the part and all that. And meanwhile, I'm getting more imbalanced. My back was killing me. Uh, my legs were getting smaller and I was training legs three days a week. Like what is going on until you finally get out of your way? So when I tell you the universe, your God, whomever that happens to be, puts you in the right place at the right time when you're ready to hear it. Like Igoscu has been such a massive gift in my life as it relates to all decision-making but it's no different than your diagnosis being a gift mm -hmm. to form who you are now and the story that you have as it relates to compelling future and the, the getting people to I think it, I think people are listening to you more now because of what you went through. Well, the same thing with me, like I became the knee expert after I was downhill mountain biking and bouncing off trees at 60 miles an hour, stupidest sport known to man, by the way, you should just switch over to table tennis with master co or pickleball. It's a lot safer. <laughs> But it, I, again, I didn't die for a reason. And I probably should have after cartwheeling down a 400 foot ravine doing literally cartwheels on rocks and everything else, broke my chest protector completely in half. If that wasn't on me, I would have been in a chair or dead, one of the two. And I look at these things and say, look, you've got to really pay attention to what's happening in the present. So my past I learned from, my present I'm currently evaluating and learning from all the time. And I got lucky 31 years ago this year to run into Pete Agoscu. I took the job because he offered a great insurance plan, to be honest with you. I didn't, I, I didn't know anything about it. I was heading back to physical therapy school, blah, blah, blah. And then I went, okay, there's my aha moment. In fact, the phone call that we did just before this was with all my team members from all the Igoscu clinics around the country. And we were telling our aha moments. Like, what was the day when you finally went from, this is a job to, this is a job for Superman. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is a job. I'm working at the Daily Planet, or I'm going to save the world. Uh, that save the world jump, everybody has one. Yes. And, and they come early and, and late in life, or they come in segments. You know, they come, hey, you didn't listen to the one back here 15 years ago, or you kind of forgot about it. Here's the world speaking to you again. So from, you know, uh, taking our customer base or any new customers who come in and just say, oh, I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. You know, you and I, I've been around it for so long. You had a death-defying experience for you to say, Wow, listen to the drama in those words. Listen to the strength of the emotional drama in those words. And then taking that and saying, what if we formulated a different question? Yes. You know, and that's where my mentor, Pete Agoscu, and then my secondary mentor, Tony Robbins, meaning I'm not even separating them, tier one, tier two. Flat out, this guy introduced me to this guy, and it was an accident because Tony was coming in to see Pete. And you know, Tony, he's always on time. So he was going to be three hours late to see an angry Marine, not going to happen. So he said, Brian, you're seeing this guy, Tony Robbins. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I stayed and the guy's five foot 10 when he walks in, cause he's in a back spasm and he leaves at six, seven or whatever it is. And he's hitting himself doing this power move and all that to shoot an infomercial the next day. And I'm going, what the H is going on? Like, who is this guy? And that's how the whole thing kind of flourished into where it is now. And I can tell you, it is so much fun. Like I just finished up 
Life Mastery Day 3 today virtual. And just to be able to get up and talk to 2,000, next week is 1,000 people for Business Mastery. UPW is coming up with 15,000. You'll be speaking there, I'm assuming. And you, know, you look at that kind of stuff and go, the opportunity that that juggernaut's putting us in front of is not just to go, thank you, Tony. It's your welcome, Tony. Because the Siri Lindley story and the Brian Bradley story are bringing stories to people that are literally causing the participant to go, I resonate with both of those people at a very level speaking, Joseph McClendon, Master Coe, everybody else who comes there, Scott Harris puts it in a way for the person to, not, to feel Tony's message, but on their level. Yeah. And that's what I think that guy's so good at. Amazing. I mean, the messages that start with him, that in itself transform your life. If you put it into use, you put it into action, it will change your life forever. Life will never be the same again. But then bringing in, like you're saying, your story and the impact that you've had on so many people, including me, with the work that you do, but being able to share this story right here, that when you, when Peter Gosky first hired you, it was for the insurance plan. So what was it? Uh, let's take a little step back for people that don't know what a Gosky is. Can you explain, number one, what it is, and when you did have that aha moment of, was it when Tony left, you know, six, seven, after walking in at five, seven, what was that moment where you're like, whoa, this is it? Yeah, and for me, I was such a meathead back then, like lifting weights and bigger fat, playing rugby at the time, thinking I gotta get bigger to get better on the field, which is absolutely false. So first of all, guys, Egoscue's up here above my left shoulder, E-G-O-S-C-U-E. You will be tested on the pronunciation and the spelling. But the whole thing behind this series is uh, the, the brand pain-free. So uh, for those of you just listening, I'm holding up Pete Egoscue's second version of the pain-free book came out about a year ago. I'm telling you flat out, there's simple things in here that if I never see you in person, there's little things like the, the vicious modern pain cycle. Mm -hmm. And what got me to really fall in love with Egoscue is simple things like this. We live in a motionless world. So I'm 54. So back in the day, if I came home early for dinner, my mom would ground me. Like you either get out of the house or you're grounded. I'm like, I'm getting the hell out of the house. Like she wanted us outside playing around. Well, today's kids don't do that as much because of weirdos and electronics and more weirdos and more weirdos and you know all the stuff that's out there. So they get caught up in this circle. Then they develop pain that they don't understand. Then they go to the experts because without self-reliance, they've been brought up to think, well, if you hurt, you got to go talk to somebody else rather than really trusting your instinct and asking a question. I wonder what my body's trying to tell me. So now you're caught up at the third point. Then we get a quick fix to our immediate problem that often fails to address the root cause. Hey, I'm better. Then it's coming back. Oh no, I'm going down failure road again. And then we come up here and says the pain continues and then the fear starts. And then the whole cycle starts again. Egoscue is based on never allowing yourself. If I get better, it's when I get better. And then when I start living my compelling life, because the next level of performance is there. I, I have no interest in just getting you out of pain. I have an interest in you getting yourself out of pain, but then I have the next interest in you stepping up three levels and going, wow, this is what the world's like resonating up here. Because you and Beck and myself 
and everybody else around that Robin's world, we all resonate at another level. I get it. Sometimes it's scary for people. <laughs> get fucking over it. Get over it. Because I welcome you to just walk a couple steps up here and you're going to say, well, okay, Brian, I'm not as weird as you are. I get it. But who is? But I do like it over here. Like, this is attractive to me. Like, going through life saying, what's next rather than what's next? There's a whole different process. Oh my God. And that is so powerful because you look at this and this happens all day, every day, everywhere. You have pain, you go to the expert and they mask it with some kind of medication. And what happens? Yeah, the, the pain may be masked, but it's getting worse and worse. And you're just literally creating a story in your mind that I guess this is the beginning of the end. I guess it's only downhill from here. How often do you hear that with people in their, you know, 50s? It's only uh, downhill I'm from sorry. Here. Let's go back. And if you need a box of tissues, let me know. Go back to the way your diagnosis hit. And then that same process going, it's only downhill from here. I wouldn't be here today. That's right. I wouldn't right. be here today. That's and right. And that, Brian, you know, in hearing my doctor's words and the tone in his voice, like he the sound of his voice was telling me this is the end. And it's like, I will not live that story. This is not the end. This will be the beginning of my second act. Who I become in triumphing over this AML will be everything that I have dreamed of in my life. But so there is the story that goes along with it, right? The story of I'm in pain. Now all I can do is mask it. This is the beginning to the end. So what I love about you, Brian, is you're not, I mean, Agoscu is all about going to the source of the problem and actually addressing the source, not just, you know, taking care of the symptom, but addressing the source, fixing that and making you better than you were before. Yes, even if you're in your 50s, but part of what you do so well, and I don't know if this was always a part of the whole Agoscu method, but is working on those stories and the beliefs and the meaning of these things. Like, I think that that's such a huge part of it is- 100%, 100%. In fact, it goes this far. Who gets the credit for getting you well? Oh my God. I mean, I know what one of the major parts of this answer is me because I was- It's the only answer. It's the only, it's the answer. only answer. But But I always have to, and Tony will say what he always does, like, because of that man, I found the tools and the strategies to become the master of my mindset, the master of meaning, the master of my emotions. So I do give him credit, but he would say, Siri, you did it all. So yes, it was me, but it was also because I was in the right mindset, I was able to pick you know, the form of treatment that I believed in 1 million percent. I went all in. I let no, I left no stone unturned. I had my amazing wife by my side. I had people like you. I had people, Sage Robbins, all these people helping me. But yes, if it hadn't been for me, I would not be here today. Send a text message to Tony Robbins. <laughs> which one? What do you mean, which one? Send mad a text at me. message to Tony Robbins. Stop. He's going to get mad at me and he'll say, You did it. He it keeps asking me which one. Uh, how many Tony Robbins are there? There's only one. Okay. There is oh. only one. 
Send a text message to Tony Robbins cell. What do you want to say? Hey stud, period. I'm on the podcast with the great Siri Lindley and we're just singing your praises. We love you. <laughs> I love it. I won't, I won't tell him the truth because it, listen, what he would tell you is. I did it. He, not, even, he, not even just that. Thank you for getting your diagnosis and thank you for letting me be part of your recovery. It's, it's a gift for him to be part. Like that's where, and I'm telling you this, something you already know, but imagine being the person out there who doesn't know this yet, that the people who have the gift to help you get over your stuff, it is truly a gift. I want to read you something in the, uh, the final parting words, Peter Goscue in this book. And he said to my readers, thank you for your continued support and encouragement, your success and health are the most important and energizing part of my work. And finally, to my late wife, Troy, thank you for your tireless and eventually successful effort to convince me that the best was yet to come. She passed from stage four, brain, breast, bone, lung. And, oh, and imagine being Pete Agoscu, Mr. Fix-It, yeah. who couldn't fix it. Yeah. Now, I was part of those conversations. I was part of those conversations when he and Tony would be BSing with each other and they'd both come out in tears. And I'm like, you guys are like blubbering idiots. What's going on? But it was so great to watch two of the world's biggest juggernauts in their likely worlds be able to counsel and help each other out with stuff they do. And look, Siri, it's a, uh, I, I, you know, sometimes you have to just pinch yourself and just go, you know, do you deserve what you're, what, where you are in life. And you know what, you're exact. I, I absolutely deserve where I am in life because not because of what I'm doing, but because I enjoy the ability to talk like this and we don't know who's listening, no. but eventually I'll hear it. And, and if this changes one person's life to a point where they say, I'm done with if I'm just going to go with when, and my body's serving me, my diagnosis is there for me. I mean, yes. that's passive. Well, I mean, as Tony always says, life is happening for you, not to you. Now, yes, like you can look back and you can find proof of that in your life. But you could also just start today and say, hey, what if life was always happening for me? And because I had that, because of Tony and his guidance and all of that and, and my choosing not to suffer my choosing to find joy yeah, in every moment. The first thing I thought is, okay, well, if this is life happening for me, and I thought about it because for every single night, my wife and I would walk around our little lake out back with our dogs, and I would pray, I'd say, I just wanna be able to touch as many people's lives as I can in a positive way. I wanna make a difference. I want, even if it's one life that I can change. And then I got this diagnosis and I remember the statement, what you're going through now is preparing you for what you asked for. And I thought I asked for that every single day for the last year. Yep. So obviously what life is happening for me, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to find my way. I'm going to become who I need to become to triumph over AML, and then I will be able to touch lives and make a difference and have an impact. That gave me this empowering meaning 
that kept me afloat on those darkest days. And, and again, gee, Siri, I understand. No, you don't. No, you don't. Like I've had my own dark days, but mine are tied around constipation or diarrhea. Yours are for real. Like- No, but you, sorry, do not minimize what you went through. That's not fair because I can't even imagine doing cartwheels on boulders 400 feet down a mountain. Like I can't imagine that. But we no, that, all, like we all have had that thing. And it's not a matter of like overcoming it and then forgetting all about it. Like, I think it's important. Like that's your proof. Yeah. That's your proof of what's possible for you that you can overcome something like that, that you can be here today, regardless of that happening because that happened. Yeah, there's a young girl in uh, Pennsylvania and um, I think we talked about this before, uh, Emily Whitehead. And she's the first she's in her 10th year so cured from her version of whatever leukemia she had at the age of you know seven years old till 17 or 18 she's going to go to college to be a filmmaker all this other stuff um so i tell her dad i said you know i i promote her story left and right he goes well what do you say and i said girl had leukemia they gave her hiv and it killed her leukemia and i wait and they're like i'm sorry they gave her hiv and it killed the leukemia but does she have hiv and i go got your attention <laughs> because they, they literally did that, but they trained her blood at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, the CHOP Center, which, you know, Tony speaks about in this book, Life Force, um, Dr. Yeah, Dr. June's work. And Emily is the girl in the book. When you start thinking about it, when the movie comes out, because it just debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival, they're going to redo it and probably, you know, big names are going to take it and all that stuff unbelievable response when you start hearing a family who I've been very good friends, best friends with for my whole life. We used to hang out back in the middle of Pennsylvania because there was nothing else to do in the sticks. <laughs> but to hear this kind of stuff having go on with his daughter and then to hear the stories and you're going, it's amazing that dad trusted his instinct to trust the instinct, not what Dr. Google said in the brain, trust your instinct and said, I'm going to leave Hershey Medical. I'm going to abduct my own daughter, take her over to the CHOP Center because they're doing these T-cell stuff that they're doing. And yeah, it's all experimental, but we're at, we're at closing here. The doors are closing. Let's try something. To the point where part of the story is the grandmother, who I'm, my family's been friends with forever, hardcore Catholic, right, went and had a shroud that was blessed by the Pope and laid it on top of the granddaughter's legs Everybody prayed, the daughter was there, they talked to her. They were gonna amputate her legs the next day. Now I'm paraphrasing all this stuff. I know there's a longer, more dramatic story. But the next day, the doctor, June, walks in and goes, I'm a man of science and I'm paraphrasing again. I'm not supposed to believe in things like this, but what I just saw was nothing short of a miracle. Her legs are back. We don't need to amputate. The leg pain's gone. But when you start talking about, you can talk mind over matter, belief system in your faith, um, taking your ego, checking it at the door and saying, what am I supposed to learn from this? Life's happening for me. And now it's transitioned into thousands of kids in the remission standpoint, working their way to the cancer-free cured standpoint of 10 years, you know, and you're part of that kind of stuff. 
and, and I don't want to keep harping on it because I know it's, it's part of your past, but again, it's every day part of your present when you say, I'm just happy to be here. That's right. It's changed me as, you know, your accident changed you as I'm sure everyone's, you know, darkest, toughest challenge changed them. And I'm grateful for that, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it because I, I love the way I look at things now. And, and one of the great things is when you come that close to losing your life, you really think about, you know, what really matters in this lifetime? Like at the end of my days, what's going to matter most to me? And as I lay in that hospital bed, I thought, well, I want to know that I lived fearlessly. Like I did things that I didn't think that I could. Like I just did it anyway. I loved with all my heart. Like I love you, Brian Bradley. I'm going to tell you if I love you, I'm going to tell you. And that I made a difference in this world. Yeah. And because of that, because I realize that that's what's going to matter, then every single moment of my days now, I make sure that I am living on purpose to achieve those things. Well, and I can tell you this, like I, I've known Beck a long time too, maybe not as well as you or as long as you, but think about, there's a reason why that person enters your life. And then there's a reason why the diagnosis enters and the person who's with you, your partner is going, holy cow, for better or for worse, what am I? And they're helpless, Pete Agoscu, Troy Agoscu. There's nothing you can do, but when, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And it just wasn't your time to go. But at the same time, you know, Beck's going, please don't go. Like, I'm not ready for you to go. And then, you know, that's everybody around you did this. Your dad, we've talked about that before, you know, things like that. It's, I mean, there's a bazillion people who, and listen, this, this may sound like we're blowing smoke up each other's ass, but you know what? You deserve it because the people, just the global youth leadership summit, the stuff that we were able to do with those young kids, now I add stupid humor and this ugly face, I get it. And I joke with them, but they're at least going, wow, okay. I can't wait to see Brian at UPW. I can't wait to see him, you know, in five years from now, it's going to be like watching our own kids grow, you know, yes. just to see them go into life later on with a different mindset. And uh, listen, wouldn't I, you have I killed, wouldn't you have killed to have that when you were 13, 14 years old? You know, I, mean, I, I, I would say yes, but I wonder if, you and I would be where we are now if we had that. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. That's exactly right. So, okay. So now wait, Brian. Tell me what is the most exhilarating thing that you have been able to do for one single person with the work that you do? What has been the one thing that just like lives inside of you and just feeds you all day, every day? Uh, that's a, well, I, so I'm just going to go with my instincts on what comes to, I, I didn't grow up, you know, it's almost, it's going to sound like one of those, I grew up a very humble lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. We lived in the middle of Pennsylvania, seven people in the family, one bathroom. Whoa. Oh God. Back there. Oh, you have no idea how bad my dad was too. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So meaning he was good. Um, but you look back at that lifestyle and, and you know, uh, teacher's salary, nurse's salary, seven people in the family, surviving, college, everybody went to college, successful, doing what they're doing. And so you start thinking to yourself, wow, you have a really chance to help out people. I have this lady from Arizona who used to come over, she would drive over to the clinic in San Diego and pay me in cookies. Oh, I love that. 
she couldn't afford the therapy anyway else. Yeah, and didn't want to work from the book. Like it is one of those things where you're all, you're, you get teary-eyed thinking about it going, but you know, when you're given an opportunity to spread information about something so simple, why not give it away to people who need it? That's why we put stuff out there. That's why we try to give people the exercises and just say, look, just buy into it that way. I was on this uh, physical therapist podcast this morning and he said, where can people get the help? And I said, well, there's a lot of ways. A lot of people say, well, Brian, I really connected with you. I want to work with you. And I'm like, you can't afford it. I'm like, my time is so valuable. You want to put enough zeros behind it, I'll do it. No, of course, I should have added another zero because enough people said yes, which that's me being a stupid businessman. <laughs> but it's, you know, but I have a team around me that's amazing. But at the very least, you can go get the book and get started. Yes. And who's more committed? The person who's paying us in cookies who read the book chapter to chapter, it comes in with frayed pages. Hey, I was reading the other day that this, 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 or the person that walks in and hands me 50 grand and says, my back's killing me, get me well. Who's more committed? Someone who reads the book, probably, I would imagine. 100%. Uh, she can't afford it, but she's willing to take her time yes. and do the work versus the person that says, I make enough money and I'm not busting on people for making money. We all love it. But truly being committed to something isn't about what you pay for it. It's how it makes you feel and how you commit to it. And when I get my customer base, I'm telling you, I'm so lucky because I left the physical therapy world where the customer base says, get me well because my insurance says so versus I'm here because I believe my body's enough. That's what drives me every day. Like seriously, I don't work. I don't work. I work with people, but it's not work. I talk to people about the biocharger on a daily basis. What do I get out of it? Oh, the biocharger. It's amazing. I mean, it's incredible. It is incredible, but you start thinking to yourself, Siri's not telling you that because she's under contract with No, that. it's no. just incredible. Get one in your life. It will change you. That's exactly right. It's that from, from cold water immersion to... Uh, the Normatec pants. You know, you saw me in the airport with the Normatecs on. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't get anything from Normatec, but I can tell you, I get a lot from Normatec as it relates to four hours on the pickleball court, getting off there going, my legs, my legs, they help you recover. And then I do my Agoscu and I get more out of my Agoscu because my legs aren't in the way anymore. Amazing. That's exactly right. It's like, think about what you're really getting, not getting like sponsorship for talking about it, but like you are getting healing, you're getting wellness, you're getting, you know, higher productivity and performance and all this stuff. It's like, I don't need to be paid to talk about that. Yeah, were you on the, uh, did you listen to the, uh, the Life Force thing that he did? Oh, if you haven't okay. read Tony Robbins' Life Force, you must go yeah, get this book today. It will change book. your life. You will read things that you just had no idea could have ever existed and it's, <laughs> Unbelievable. Just the Rhonda Patrick discussion about heat shock proteins as it relates to sauna use. Like I have a cold plunge in my garage. It's a $20,000 cold plunge. Now I got it refurbished and I financed it and blah, blah, blah. And don't tell anybody in my house because all the money's going to biohacking stuff. <laughs> okay, but you look at this and you say, why are you gonna put a sauna in next? Well, why wouldn't you? I, I tell you how I pay for this kind of stuff. I'm done eating out for lunch, maybe forever which saves me 20, 30 bucks a pop times five days a week. Wow. Okay. That's 600 bucks plus weekends. 
Interesting. What's the financing on a biocharger? Oh, 10 bucks a day, 300 a month. I'll take it. I got a free biocharger, but not eating at Jersey Mike's. That's a plug for Jersey Mike. So, okay. But the reason I tell you about these heat shock protein things are, can you imagine you and I, and I would say you and I and Beck, but I'm afraid of getting beat up by Beck on a workout. So I think I could still take you at least for the next couple of weeks. You could, but Beck, I don't know. I put my money on her. Well, you then go into a, you put your body into a, a red light, uh, uh, sauna after the workout, the studies are now coming out that the effects of the red light therapy after that are unbelievably exponentially higher. And so it takes your workout and turbo boosts it. And all of a sudden says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've heard Brian talk about being fat, but he spells it P-H-A-T. Maybe I need a boost to my lymphatic system. And maybe this is part of it. And that's why I believe in Agoscu so much because you will boost your immune system and your lymphatic system when your body's in a better skeletal alignment. When that happens, everything changes. And then you can get a lot out of your biohacking. But until then, you know, we got to get your body and your mind and your spirit aligned. You know, and I ha happen to handle the, the body side of it, but, but 50% of the belief system with Agoscu is. This isn't about hope. It's about belief. you got to accept the belief that your body's enough. Yes. So what would you say were the, were like the three most important, I'm not using the right word, but facets of the Agoscu method? Like you talk about, you know, with better structural alignment, you have a healthier lymphatic system. Like what are the keys that, that if, if you said go to Agoscu because these three things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to give yourself a chance to solve the acute or chronic pain cycle. Mm -hmm. That is so depressing. It keeps people in the sympathetic mindset, fight or flight, because hormones are being released because they wake up and go, I guess this is how it's supposed to be. Number one, you can live pain free. That's why we labeled it. That's why we own the brand on that. Secondly, the bonus plan. We take 22,000 breaths plus a day. 22,000 or more breaths a day. Get out of breathing north-south and get into breathing east-west. Allow your diaphragm to contract downward, which ties directly into your psoas and hip function. And all of a sudden, you're solidifying that structural change. You're now breathing yourself to a different health. This isn't just about put your bones in there so you look better. It's Take yourself to a, a breathing exhaust system that your Ferrari can work with. And then number three is get your lymph system to respond, which happens because your heel to toe walking happens more naturally. And you're starting that pumping upward, which the lymph system does. So I hate to see people on rebounders going, I'm really helping my lymph system. And meanwhile, their body's shaped like this. Or I have the Carol bike over here, but don't tell Beck because she's pissed I have this because it's only an eight minute bike ride. She said you can't do anything in eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. She said that. Well, you ideally you're sitting on all day long like this and then you get on a bike like this and you expect to perform at your functional level. No, you got to do some kind of interrupt so that your performance levels are way higher. And the stuff that I'm doing in the gym now, let me just show you real quick. This is something I showed on... This was on my Instagram a while ago, just using um, some things called the Viper. And the Viper are these rubber tubes who, one of my good friends, uh, he invented these things 
to basically work out hockey players, but he was using rolled up carpets for the instability. This is two different moves using the Viper. Nice. Watch this other one right now. And that's a 20 to 30 kg piece of rubber. So it's pretty heavy, but stabilizing from the ankle to the foot. And then on the one where I'm squatting down now, I come back up a huge spinal load and then I slam it straight down. There's an explosion that happens with it. All of those things could not happen if a Goscue didn't happen first. So I'm just done watching people do workouts and they're wondering why they're not even close to their PR. Like I would, you guys are amazing at the training you do. I've talked to the triathletes that do this kind of stuff. They're like, my God, I'd never be able to reach this point. And I say this, can you imagine, in my mind, can you imagine when you unlock the true potential, when we get your right shoulder out of here and your head cocking over like that, and you don't even realize you're riding a bike like that. Like it's when we truly peel that back, then you're giving Beck and Siri a whole different athlete at that point. Totally. And Brian, you know, I look back to when I was competing, didn't do strength training, didn't do functional strength, mobility, none of this, definitely didn't have a Goscu. And I think to myself, my God, I wonder if I had all those things, imagine what I could have, could have done. Because no, 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 no. Don't BS us. Can you guys, I, I need you guys to remember this. Just here, this will be the most important part of this podcast. <laughs> the girl was a world or is a world champion in the triathlon world, correct? Yes, yes. Which means swim, bike, run, correct? Yes. She couldn't swim on day one. <laughs> Tell them the truth. I know, but Brian, but again, you know what? Again, we go back to, if I had all those things, I wouldn't be me and That's you right. wouldn't be you. So everything happened exactly the way life was happening for us all along. Yeah, but how do you go from not knowing how to swim to world champion? Like, come on, seriously. No, you I at least know how to play. I, I can play a little bit of table tennis, which is why I spank Master Cole. You're amazing, Brian. You went from not even playing table tennis to like kicking Master Ko's butt. Like, I mean, that's ridiculous. Master Ko's amazing. Listen, we need to take that clip right there and shorten it up so I can put that on social media just to, I'm going to piss him off. And that'll be one angry Chinese guy coming after us. No, what it's going to do is it's going to give him fuel for the next time you two play. And I love Master Ko with all my heart. And I think he's incredible. But Brian, I think that you are just such an extraordinary human being. Thank you Make so much. feel good, not just because of the work that you do, which of course is a massive part of it, but you make people feel good just by being you. And I feel so blessed that the Tony Robbins world brought us together. Absolutely. And what I know now is that all of my listeners and my followers, you guys, you have to follow Brian Bradley and you have to get the book pain free because this will change your life. And especially if you deal with chronic pain, this has to happen like right now. It does. And listen, for your fault, you know, I didn't create anything special for any of these uh, podcasts and stuff because I've done so many of these things now. I forgot. I mean, uh, you, you start thinking, okay, is it five today and two tomorrow? But the great thing is, is that I, I like resonating with an audience like yours because they're already in a mindset of it's not about if it's when, and I'm looking for that extra piece. So it, 
Um, Siri, if they go to egoscue.com slash podcast, yeah. we'll at least send them some exercises and they can stay in touch with us that way. And if, if they want, they can DM me on Instagram for any questions because I do answer all of my own DMs. Like I cannot stand it when people How do become- do that though, Brian? You must have a million every day. Yeah, but you know what? It's a, um, thank God for voice texting. And I always have to reread it because something crazy happened, but I'll go like this. Listen, thank you for the kind words. Let's take this over to my email. My email is, and then it'll automatically populate. And then I'll get my team involved if we have to do a consult or something. And the great part of that is if I create an obstacle, meaning thank you for getting a hold of me on Instagram. Now I need you to contact me on Facebook. If you go over to Facebook, you're committed. Yes. Because I, I just created that. work. You I are no longer. that. Just yep. like the lady who made the cookies and read the book. Absolutely. She wants it. She's got to do the work. She's doing everything she can to get there. I love that. That's great. Where can we find you? Are you going to be, you're going to obviously be at UPW in November. So yep. I suggest everybody, you know, sign up for UPW. Tony Robbins. Brian's going to be there. Like doing all his thing. I'm going to be there and we would love to meet all of you. But Brian, where else can they find you? I know you're on Instagram, but um, anything else you want to share? Egoscue.com, Egoscue Method, Instagram, The Egoscue Method on Facebook, The Brian Bradley on both Instagram and Facebook. Now, let me just preface this. The Brian Bradley was the only one available because the guy who owned Brian Bradley was a Tampa Bay hockey player and he wouldn't sell it to me. So I had to go with the Brian Bradley. I'm not that narcissistic, <laughs> um, but it was a, uh, it, it does separate you from a, a, a couple things like that. And, you know, I do answer my own DMs. If even if it's something simple, Hey, take a look at my kid, you know, nobody loves anything more than their children, right? Until they're about 14 to 17, then we hate them. I'm just kidding you. And I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But until they actually become hormonally stable again. But ideally, let us help you. Keep Egoscue in your healthcare corner so that maybe we can fish through some of the minutia when something does go wrong. And that's where I think I liked what I liked about your, I didn't like the diagnosis, but what I liked about being around you with that diagnosis was I would walk up to you and go, there's no effing way. And I would drop the F-bomb, guys. Yes, there's no that. effing way that this world is going to survive without you. Get your ass well. Quit faking it. I don't care if you shaved your head just to get this to make it, blah, 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 blah. Because I needed you to feel something different at that point. And sometimes that's all people need. That, and you did that so many times. And I can't thank you enough for that. Oh, listen, it was my, Always listen, broke my, my it was exactly what I needed. You are such a gift, Brian Bradley. I love you. I thank you for being in my life. I thank you for the impact you're having in this world. Um, you're just amazing. So thank you for taking your precious gift of time and sharing it with us. You're extraordinary. Well, listen, I, you never, listen, I never get used to people doing like reading a bio. Brian Bradley's on a mission to do this and you never get used to people going, Brian, you're extraordinary or like this because I, I just, it doesn't, you know, I listen to it. I thank you for it. I know it comes from the heart. It's uh, probably my own stuff where you're like, okay. Uh, but I, I will tell you, you and your wife have made me a better person just based on watching the two of you at events. And I know people out there, some of you have never seen them maybe live at different events but it's 
absolutely authentic. And I can tell you, you, you need to resonate around that world and absorb some of it because the world we're living in on a daily basis now, and if you watch, what is it, CNN, constant negative news, and if you watch faux news, F-A-U-X, Fox, which means it's false too. Um, if you sit here and live in that world, you're slowly degrading. Yes. Turn it off and start paying attention to someone like Siri and, and Beck and what you guys are doing. Listen, I love animals. I mean, this is the screensaver on my phone is uh, my other little boy, right? This is amazing. Oh, he I is so it. badass. Yeah, that's him going, hey, get me out of the bathtub. I'm done. But I have the Delmar racetrack down here, which is the Delmar horse thoroughbred track. I don't get down there to watch racing. If you've never been around a horse, they're unbelievable. Like truly unbelievable. And the mission you guys are on to stop what's happening to these horses, I can't speak enough about it. So if there's anything ever I can do, you let me know. You just come and let us shower you with the healing magical power of the horse. You just come visit us, Brian. I love and it. Thank you. And I know that when I tell you how amazing you are, what I love about you is that just makes you want to do more. It inspires you to touch more lives and talk about authentic, Brian. I love you. Thank you. Keep shining your light. And I can't wait to see you in November. We're going. We're going. Uh, if you're bored, come down to Business Mastery on the 17th. We'll be rocking down at the studio. Amazing. Just show up. What are they going to do? Kick you out? No way. <laughs> Just come and find me. I'll just unleash the guns. Let's yeah. go. Oh, watch out, guys. That is intimidating. If he pulls out the guns, done. done. Sun's out, <laughs> guns out. Let's go. Brian, thank you. You're amazing. Love you guys. Thank you so Love much. Love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and sharing this precious time with me. Please remember to subscribe and to leave me a review. You can find me on Instagram at Siri Lindley, Facebook Siri Lindley, and Twitter at Seltz, S-E-L-T-S. You can also reach me via email at info at Have an amazing day and shine on.